So on today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I break down a game five loss to the Toronto Raptors in Philadelphia. Tough one, 3-2 series now, headed back to Toronto for game number six. We'll get into it all, how it happened, and why the momentum seems to have shifted to the Toronto Raptors next, right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey of TheInquire.com. Keith, we got a lot to talk about here uh, this morning, man, because last night, not what we expected. No, it wasn't. It was, uh, I don't know, man. I didn't, I didn't think I was going back to Toronto, but I am. <laughs> I think you made that clear in the last episode, how you felt about going back to Toronto. Well, first, let's thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers. You first listen every day and remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, right here, Locked On 76ers. Keep a 103-88 loss to the Raptors. The series is now 3-2, game six, Thursday, 7 o'clock in Toronto. And, man, like I said, didn't see this one coming. Sixers got off to a start where it was okay, 29-27 Raptors after the first quarter. Nothing really to complain about except for the turnovers where they had a high turnover quarter in the first one with uh, seven turnovers leading to 10 points for the Raptors. And maybe you want to look at the shooting because there was a difference there, 47% for the Sixers versus 57 for the Raptors. But they were right there. Uh, then you had the 12-0 run to start off the second quarter for the Raptors, and that really helped turn things around for Toronto. Yeah, that the second quarter was was huge. I mean, it was a difference. I mean, it was they went on a 12-0 run. The Sixers called a timeout. The Sixers responded with an 8-0 run, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden, Toronto comes back with a, a 5-0 run, right? Yep. Yep. Um, but when you look at that second quarter, that was the game to me. I mean, you look at the second quarter, Toronto shot 5 for 22, 22.7%. Um, you look at Joel Embiid in that quarter. He had three points on one for three shooting, right? Danny Green played well in that quarter. He was, what, three for five shooting threes. But for the most part, he was the only one that did anything. So that quarter right there really kind of gave them that cushion. And it just seems like from that point on, the Sixers would try to make a run, but they couldn't get any stops. They couldn't get any stops, and that enabled um, Toronto to, you know, move on with that double-digit victory. Right, and it's not as if they really shot all that well. They shot 45%, 10 of 22. This is okay. Two of 11 from beyond, and they didn't have any offensive rebounds. They only turned the ball over one time, and the Sixers only turned the ball over three times. So it was just simply the Sixers didn't make shots. Whether you want to put uh, more of the uh, onus on them for not making the shots or the fact that Toronto actually played some really good defense and figuring some things out and making it difficult. I thought they got pretty good looks at the basket. They just missed them. And they just did not hit any of their shots in that second quarter. And as you talked about, 25 to 4 in that one at that point, that's how it turned around. And as the game just continued to go along, 
you saw how it played out. For those who didn't, it played out very poorly. You couldn't sustain a run. The Sixers couldn't, as Keith just mentioned, you couldn't sustain a run. You couldn't stop them. They were getting really good looks. They were taking, Doc Rivers talked about it, they were taking their, they were taking their possessions deep into the shot clock with no worry. It was too easy. They were too comfortable. They had no fear of what they were doing out there defensively, offensively versus the Sixers defense. And as a result, they got whatever they wanted against the Sixers defense. And the Sixers never challenged them the way that we expected a team up 3-0 and 3-1, now at 3-2. They didn't challenge them enough the way that I thought they should have in getting this win. Yeah, you're right. But I also think that when you look at the second quarter, you know, Joel Embiid is a leading scorer. You know, right now in the first two games, it was all about Tyrese Maxey and James Harden, right, you know, uh, doing a lot of stuff for him. In that second quarter, they were a combined 0 for 7. They didn't score a point, and they were a minus 18 combined, right? So to me, that was that that was the difference. You know, I mean, I get it with Joel and B one for three. Tobias Harris was one for four, but when you look at these two guys, you know, they were supposed to be the difference makers, and and they actually weren't. And you know, James, we're talking about zero for four, but he was zero for three on threes. You know, Maxie was. 0 for 3, 0 for 1 on threes. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's kind of like the, their play kind of, you know, set the tone. No, listen, you're, you're right. Those guys played a big part in Joel Embiid. Uh, in eight minutes and 17 seconds, only delivering three points. Harris only having two. He was one for four. I don't blame him much. Honestly, I thought he played pretty well, even though he played the full 12 minutes, only two points. You look at that. Not really his fault in that one, but 0 for 7 between Harden and Maxi, where they were out there combined for 10 minutes together. Uh, that's you look at that, and that's really you know unacceptable in, in that quarter, especially when uh, Toronto is just they're not necessarily destroying you on that end. So 25 points total, 45 percent. You got to find a way to get some points. You have to find a way to put some points on the board, and they did not. The bench didn't help out. Zero points there. There were nine points off the bench for the Toronto Raptors in that quarter. Eight for Scotty Barnes, who was playing on a bum ankle in 12 minutes. He had eight points. Five for OJ Ananobi, three for Pascal Siakam. They were getting contributions up and down their roster, whether it was the second quarter, first quarter, third, fourth. They got contributions all night long against the 76ers. Nick Nurse did a fantastic job coaching them. They only went a few deep as far as their box scores. They only went three deep with Precious Achua, Chris Boucher, and Thad Young coming off the bench. No guards. No guards. All of the interchangeable pieces that we always talk about with this team. So, Keith, that was a bad loss, man, last night. Bad loss by the Sixers. And now they have to go back to Toronto for game six. You have to travel there once again and deal with all the customs, going to Buffalo, however you want to do it. Now you have to deal with that because they could not pick up this win. So let's, uh, when we come back, we got to talk about why the momentum has now shifted to the Toronto Raptors. We'll get into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. It, it really shifted to, to, the, uh, to, the, to the Raptors. Um, but, hey, you know what? Let's talk about prospects. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? then you need to try the award-winning app 
Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too, right? So it's easy to use. You pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected number. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize picks are safe and offer fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize picks offer a variety of actions. Prize picks offers any prop you think of from point score to rebounds and steals, right? And prize picks doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on the college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more, right? So here's the thing. For a limited time, prize picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Um, users get $50 for free if a player in your prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA, $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Do it today. And then there's something else that I want y'all to do. It's something that, like, I really like talking about. And what that is is bet online, right? But guess what? We're going to get to that a little bit later. I just wanted to mess with y'all because it give you a little bit of tease. That's right. Find some humor in it. Tough night last night. Find some humor in it all because we definitely need it after that performance last night. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens right here, Locked On 76ers, and we want to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, um, listen, man. Now with this one, the Sixers were up 3-0. Let's just take it back to the two home games. 2-0 going to Toronto. You really want to split. They get the first one. Momentum, theirs. You know, a stranglehold on the series, 3-0. You have everything going for you, playing poorly in game number three, getting the game winning shot from Joel Embiid. And then we get to game number four. Okay, they lose the game. You come back to Philadelphia. No problem. Win this game. You know you're going to get their best. They're without one of their best players, their all-star in Fred Van Vliet. But not the case, man. Not the case, Keith. It looks like the momentum has shifted. Yeah, the momentum has shifted. And and I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, you look at it. We talk about that third game. I mean, that third game was the first time that um, Gary Trent Jr. was, like, healthy, right? And I feel like he made kind of sort of a difference in that game a little bit. You know, they kind of outplayed the Sixers from the jump. You know, Sixers was fortunate enough to come back. Joel and B hit that shot. And then all of a sudden, you have Scotty Barnes comes back in game four. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, I felt like those, I hate to say this, but when you look at this team, talking about Toronto, and when you put uh, Fred Van Vliet, 
and Van Fleet, and you have a Pascal Siakam. But when you don't have Scotty and Trent and you have those other guys, it's like they have to do too much for them to win. Then you bring these other guys out there and there's a little bit more balanced attack, right? And I feel like the Sixers just can't match it. And here's something else that they've been doing. Like, if you remember, they they, they kind of sort of took the passing lanes away from James where they wanted James to be more of a scorer than a facilitator. Great point, but yeah. That, and what that does is it's taking Maxi. He's not getting the ball like where he was before. And then James, we're looking at James and he's messing, he's throwing up these shots and he's missing them. Now he only had uh, 14 shots or 11 shots um, on Monday night. But at the same time, you look at it and you can see what they're doing. And it's like impact in the game and it took the momentum. I mean, let's face it. It, the Sixers are basically struggling against these guys with Barnes and, and Trent. And what that's doing is is enabling Pascal to go out there and get his. Before, all you had to do was put Joel on him, and he was going to lock him down. But you didn't have anybody else that was distributing. So I, I think that that's the reason why the momentum has gone. Well, we've talked about it all series long, the physicality, who's the more physical team, who wants it more? Uh, Doc Rivers talked about it after game four, not bringing enough energy and matching theirs, but also not conforming to them, making sure that they do follow along and try to try to take you out of your game plan of what you're doing. And, and now, again, it's just shifted. It's the opposite, where the Toronto Raptors have full control, it seems, of everything that's happening out there in this series on the floor. And the Sixers don't really have any answers. And typically, I'm one to point at the head coach and the coaching staff, but I don't do that much on this one. Now, the only one I will go to, and we'll get to more of that later, is the Tyrese Maxey part. Doc Rivers talked last night and said you know, he's not getting a lot of plays called for him, Well, or he's not getting the ball. That is where you lean on the coach and say, all right, set something up, draw something up for him to have an opportunity to use his speed, use whatever he has to his advantage against the defenders and exploit it. Gary Trent Jr., fantastic shooter, good scorer in this league. He's not a defender. He's not known to be a defender. And you need to take advantage of that matchup, again, exploit it, and find that as a, a positive more for you than obviously the Toronto Raptors. So. Uh, the momentum is clear, sh- clearly shifted. You go back to game three. You needed that miraculous shot from Joel Embiid to win the game. We said it at the time after the game when we did our post uh, our podcast. They had no business winning that game, but they did. That's what good teams do. Well, since then, and even in that game, it appears that the good team was the Toronto Raptors. The better team was the Toronto Raptors. And now they force a game six, and the 76ers have to travel when you probably didn't want to. Once again, you're going to be without one of your rotation players and Matisse Thibault, who played 14 minutes last night because he can't travel again for the third game of this of this series, Keith. And getting to him, he was one for six. And the one that he made, he didn't make. Yeah, you can't. Like, I'll be honest with you. He was so bad that if he makes the trip or not, like if he's playing the way he's playing. And I love Matisse, but you can't, like <laughs> – Yo, he bro. was not good. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, like, I, that's my dude. But you can't, like, say he's going to be a factor. 
Like, I honestly feel like, and, and I don't mean to cut you off or anything like that. No, go. But we're going to keep it 100. Like, the moment when I feel like, now, first of all, the way that they was yo-yoing them all throughout the season, it kind of, like, messes up your confidence, right? But he was able to deal with it. I honestly believe that once they, once he decided that he didn't, he wasn't going to get vaccinated and had to go to Toronto, and they put Danny Green in there and kept Danny Green in the starting lineup. He was shaky after that big time, right? And then he now he misses the two games and he looked shook out there. He just looked bad. He was questioning himself. He was he was trying too hard on certain plays, but then his shot wasn't there. You know. It's easy to say, all right, Matisse, we're going to go on this road trip for five days, but we're going to have somebody working with you. But it's different when you're not around the dudes. And then you come back yesterday and y'all watching film. And then now you're playing a day and you're out of rhythm. You know what I mean? But I don't think, like, I hate to say it, the way he played today, nah, I can't say that not having him in game six is going to hurt him the way he played today. Well, yeah, but now we look at it in the, in the, in its whole because if you if you say that we know why he's not playing in these games, that was his choice, that was his decision. But as we talked about it at the time, you let your team down, so the adjustment is only made because of your choice. And this is not to get into a whole should you get it, should you not get it when we talk about the vaccination. However. If you are all messed up because the lineups have been changed, the rotation, and Danny Green is in the starting lineup and you're not, Doc Rivers did the right thing by starting Danny Green because yeah, you have to keep you have to keep that cohesion with the starting five. You can't just now true. start switching things up. So that's on him. And he has to be a professional and be ready to go when his number is called. His number was called. He was terrible. Like you said, Matisse is a great person. We're talking about the performance of the basketball player. He was terrible last night. One for six, 0 for three from beyond. He missed a 10-footer, uh, 10 to 12-footer on the baseline. Makeable shot, did not drop it. Missed his two free throws. Had uh, two rebounds, three personal fouls, one steal, one turnover in 14 minutes. And the one that really stood out was the three-point shot uh, right around the 10-minute mark. They were coming down the floor, fast break. Tyrese Maxey caught the ball on the left, on the right wing. Matisse Thibault was in the corner, snapped it to him. Shot was there, but he didn't want to take it. Defender was closing out. He hit Maxey again. Maxey hit him again because he was more wide open because they were sagging off of him, Keith. And he didn't shoot it. He passed it again. Steal, going the other way. Easy two buckets. Timeout, Doc Rivers, yeah. because of, of that. He lost his confidence. He doesn't believe in his shot. His defense, as a result, is suffering. His team suffers if he's out there playing like that. He didn't get a lot of run because he didn't perform well. And quite honestly, um, now looking at how it has now turned, part of it is, of course, because of his lack of play and his performance last night. The the momentum has clearly shifted from game three, where they were the, the Sixers won, but the Raptors played better. Game four, five, and now we get ready for six. So, man, they better go up there and win on Thursday because I, I get you have a game seven coming back on your home floor, but we've seen that act already. Game seven closeout situation on your floor. Uh, we all remember what happened on Father's Day last summer, June 20th, 
against the Atlanta Hawks. Keith, on the other side, we need to talk about Doc Rivers. Something was trending in our area last night <laughs> on social media about Doc Rivers. And for us who have been critical at times, we both thought it was a little unfair. So we talk about why uh, the heat that Doc Rivers is now getting after last night's game is a little unfair. We'll get into that next final segment, Locked On 76ers. Yeah, I want to talk to y'all about prize picks. Remember before I was messing around saying, I got it for you, I got it for you. Well, we already talked about prize picks. <laughs> so let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting uh, stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, D, I'm just going to say this. I never knew that people out there betting on esports, but hey, you can do what you want. But, you know what I mean? Just go ahead, do what you want. I don't know. I would. But go ahead and do what you want and do it today, people. Do it today. If it's available, people will bet. Yeah, <laughs> okay. On esports. So, esports. Esports. Get involved. Keith, uh, last night, obviously a tough loss. They've lost two games in a row. Still a chance to close out. Uh, all is not all is not over yet. It's 3 2, 6 are still in front, heading to Toronto for game number six. But Doc Rivers, he was trending last night, Keith as we were getting ready to leave the arena and he was trending on social media and it was basically fire doc rivers fire doc excuse me and for the for one of the first times i've sat i sat there and i was like yeah that's not uh i don't think it was all his fault last night what did you make of his performance versus nick nurse who's done a, obviously done a nice job these last three games what do you think about the talk going on locally here uh, from the Sixer fans or even uh, uh, here in the country and nationally and maybe even worldwide, wherever all the Sixer fans are, that he is trending now, Keith, of uh, fire Doc. I mean, I, I think that's one of those things where, you know, people who don't like him and, and they want to say fire him anyway. But then they were the same people after games one and two who were basically saying, wow, Doc is showing me something. Look at that play he drew up. You know, I, I think right now the biggest thing that people aren't really taking into account is that the team just isn't making shots right now. They're not making shots at all. And that's what's basically hindering them. I mean, prime example, we talked about that before. You got James Harden, you got Mate, um, Tyrese Max, excuse me, going 0 for 7 in the, in the, third, in the second quarter. Um, these are two of their top scores. You know, the team shot 38%, and they've been struggling to shoot in the last three games. So is that Doc Rivers' fault? No, is it not? All I know is they struggled to shoot, and he drew up a play, and a play worked in game three, right? So game four, they lose. Um, Joel is, like, hampered by the hand, and then game five, out, they lose. So I think that people are being unfair by saying fire Doc, fire Doc, I, I think they're being unfair. 
Yeah, and last night the Sixers had 16 turnovers again, a high turnover game to the Raptors nine, and the Sixers gave up 20 points off of their turnovers. The Raptors were able to total 20 points. The Sixers were only able to muster up nine points off those nine Raptors turnovers. That's not on Doc Rivers. That's on them. And you saw it. Whenever Matisse Thibault was struggling, he took him out quickly, had a quick hook for him. Paul Reed, if he had his issues, took him out of the game, gave him a quick hook because if it wasn't working, he didn't want things to slip away. He did have some good ATO calls coming out of the timeout. He did seem to draw up some good stuff. I remember a play, Keith, in the third quarter where Joel Embiid had the ball about 30 feet away from the basket. They were trying to run the play. It was a bit of a, a dribble handoff, if you will. James Harden's talking to Tyrese Maxey in the corner, not paying attention to Joel Embiid. Three, four seconds of running off the clock, and Joel was like, yo, what, what, what are you doing? We come, come get the basketball because he's not running the play. And he sprinted up. They wound up getting a shot from Maxi with uh, just under 10 seconds left on the shot clock uh, from the corner. But that's not Doc Rivers. He called the play. You, sh- you should know the play. And that's not on the coach when the plays are not being executed, like we've talked about time and time again in this series. Now, you could get away with it before when we were discussing it because they were up 3-0. Now, it's different now. It, it, it is now a series. And we have a situation here. The bench points, 29 to 11. Keith, that's not Doc Rivers. Uh, second chance points, you have the Sixers finally win one, 11 to 4. But the fast break points, that's not Doc Rivers, 24 to 14. Points in the paint, 56 to 36. That's not Doc Rivers. That's not Doc Rivers. Yeah, you got a point. I agree. Yep. So, yeah, man. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tomorrow, and certainly we'll be back and speak with you all, all the great people. We appreciate you listening. First, we want to say, uh, definitely want to say thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. Tomorrow we'll get into uh, a, another travel day for the for the 76ers heading back to Toronto and, and why that, of course, was not the plan for this basketball team. Another day, another opportunity for Joel Embiid to play with the uh, wrapped-up finger and see if he can play much better in the next game. Uh, So now, after listening to us, make your second listen, Locked On NBA. For Locked On, experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available, Keith, wherever you get your podcasts. Yep, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On 76ers YouTube channel. I'm telling you. You get to look at our faces every day. I say our ugly faces, but you get to look at our faces. Do you like speak for yourself, bro? Speak for yourself. But you get to look at our faces every day. But also, like my man D said, you can get our podcast wherever you get your podcast. But if you want this YouTube thing, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I'm telling you, as I always say, do it today, people. Do it today. <laughs> Because the Sixers didn't do it today, which was last night, closing out the series. Keith, as always, man, look forward to talking to you tomorrow and seeing uh, what else we come up with on this one because this really knocked it, the win out of a lot of people's sails, feeling like at least they'll close it out in five at home. Tough loss last night, ugly loss. We'll talk about more of it tomorrow here on Locked On 76ers. Thanks, man. 
Peace.